Hey, New City family, thanks for joining us for our online worship gathering this morning. And today we enter into a beautiful time of year, beautiful season, especially for those of us that are followers of Christ to celebrate, and it's the Advent season. Uh, the season of spending focused time each week over the next few Sundays of remembering and celebrating all the different aspects and all the different beauties of Emmanuel, Christ Jesus coming to this earth, God with us. And so um, what we're going to do is a little different over the next four weeks. Uh, I won't necessarily have a full teaching time. We're going to integrate some different pieces each week. But each week we're going to hear from uh, a different uh, member in our faith family. It may be a family or a couple or an individual that will light an Advent candle for us and share a little bit about what the theme of that candle means to them personally in that time. I'll read a passage of scripture based around the theme of the day and talk about how that scripture uh, can keep our outlook focused as we head into this season of remembrance and thanksgiving. And then we'll also have a prayer time uh, together where we pray for the elements of the Advent and the beauty of Christ to come alive in our life just like he came alive uh, on that very first Christmas. And then finally we're also going to highlight a chance that you and I can give back during this season. Uh, Madeline Smith, one of our uh, members of our worship team and a great member of our faith family, has connected us uh, through a unique partnership uh, to a group called Young Wives. And Young Wives is actually a partnership with Young Life. And Young Life is already one of our mission partners. And so we thought it would be a great way uh, to connect. And you're going to hear more about that later in our service and specifically how you can give. But that is going to be our Advent giving focus uh, this year is making an impact in the lives of those in need, especially in children's lives in need right now. And so that's what our Sundays are going to be like. Uh, we're going to call it the Adventure of Christmas as we head over these next four weeks, uh, as we light Advent candles in remembrance, as we hear from reading in the scripture, as we pray together, and then as we challenge each other to give as well. We want to start off each week by focusing in on one of the key thoughts and the key principles of the Advent, of the story of the birth of Jesus and why it was so unique, what it did, not just for those in the surrounding area or those who knew him personally in that moment, but for all of humanity, all of us today, what are some of the concepts that continue to impact our lives? And the first uh, word and the first uh, key idea of Advent is that of hope. And this morning we're going to hear, hear from Michael Myers and Kay Beeler, uh, who are two of our great members who have actually recently relocated to uh, the Washington, D.C. area, uh, but have been engaged and stay engaged in our online platform. And so Michael and Kay share with us this morning uh, about hope and how that impacts you during this Advent season. Good morning, New City family. Good morning. So Patrick has asked us to talk a little bit about hope as we kick off the Advent season. Personally, Advent is one of my most favorite times of the year. And really, it has to do with hope. The hope of our Savior coming, the hope of, of new beginnings. And really, I think for us today that is is so true in our lives in particular we've welcomed a new grandchild recently um, and so new life the birth of a child always um, just instills a feeling of hope um, even though 
it is a hard time for our country in terms of COVID, in terms of the divisions around politics. I do think that we see hope in a vaccine. We see hope in change coming um, next year. And we really have derived so much hope and so much comfort from our family um, at New City. It's wonderful to interact even virtually with all of you. Yes. And so we just um, want everybody to be thinking about all the reasons to be hopeful because I think there are many, but most of all, we have our hope in Jesus and it's a joyful time to um, be thinking ahead to, to Christmas morning. And with that, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in this season of hope, help us to embrace that hope and the, the sense of fulfillment and joy and promise that it can uh, bring to all of us. And help us to share that hope as well um, as we approach this Christmas season. It's a time in which people are very sensitive and questioning uh, about the value perhaps of, of having faith in a, in a troubled time. So let us introduce that message of hope and the hope that, can, that we know as, as Christians that can fill our lives and energize our spirits. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Michael and Kay. Uh, so appreciate your demonstration of hope personally over years in the way that I see the hope of Christ in you. I want to bring us to a point of our reading and prayer today and uh, I just began with this idea of hope. And so listen as I read, there'll be some scriptures I read and just some thoughts I have as well. It says this, creation began with hope. In the first verses of the Bible, God called hope out of a chaotic darkness. Listen to Genesis 1, 2, and 3. It says this, now the earth was formless and empty Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. At the beginning, there was so much hope. Into this hope-filled world, God brought the first man and the first woman, Adam and Eve. They knew God, they walked with him in the garden, but then a serpent prowled in the darkness. The great tempter introduced fear and mistrust into their paradise. He told Adam and Eve that God did not have their best at heart. They accepted what he said and placed their hope in something besides God. At that moment, maybe it seemed like all hope was lost. Yet as Adam and Eve and all of humanity tasted sin for the very first time, God offered hope. Not anger, but hope. God cursed the servant and condemned him to the dust. And then God promised that one of Adam and Eve's descendants would come and redeem the beautiful world that had been lost. God said to the serpent in Genesis 3.15, it says this, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and he will strike your heel. Church tradition calls this verse Proto-Evangelium, which means the first gospel. We're in Genesis 3, and we're getting the first promise of the gospel, that something is coming that will defeat the lie and the hopelessness that sin brought into the world. 
We've said this before, the word gospel means good news. And this verse tells us that the good news is that God is going to send a rescuer, a crusher of the serpent to restore our broken relationship with God. The serpent will strike the hill and the rescuer will rescue us from the crush of that serpent's head. Now, as we have just lit the candle of hope, let us remember how God gave us hope when all seemed lost in the garden. This hope is now fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And at Christmas, we celebrate the arrival of this baby born to crush sin in our life. And at the cross, Jesus provides hope for any who turn from themselves and to God. Jesus tasted the sting of death, but rose in victory over sin and death, and now offers hope of eternal life for any who believe in his name. Where is your hopeless situation today? Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's a relationship issue. Maybe it's a financial issue, occupational job. There's just a place that you look up and this wall seems too big to ever get over, too hard to ascend. You don't have the strength. You don't have the power. The beautiful thing about our Savior is he took the biggest wall that there ever was, the wall between man and God, this sin wall that separated us. And through the power of his life, death, and resurrection, he helped us to overcome that wall. I don't know what wall you're facing. I think about walls in my own life right now that seem hopeless. But I can share you with this. Not do I just remember the story of Jesus at Christmas, but I remember the multiple impacts of times in my life when he has come into a hopeless situation and not just brought comfort, but brought relief and hope again. As we enter into our prayer time, I want to challenge you to do something very tangible today. To bring whatever wall, whatever thing that you don't seem to have hope about getting over, would you simply bring it to God? Maybe it's a sin issue in your life that just seems to constantly defeat you and you've tried everything you can. And all I'm going to ask you to do today is place it at the foot of the cross and ask for the hope of Jesus to help you with it. Maybe there's a relationship where anger and bitterness have just become the norm and the constant, and you don't see any pathway forward. Maybe it's with a spouse or a friend or a child. I'm just gonna ask you today, I don't have the solution for you today except to bring it to the cross and ask for the hope of Jesus to bring healing. Maybe there's this circumstantial piece of your life, a job, a financial struggles, an illness going on, and you don't know how to get on the other side of it. Today, simply bring the issue. That's all I'm asking you to do, just to bring it to the foot of the cross where the hope of Jesus can bring some healing. So join me as we pray this morning, and I'm going to give you just a moment to have that personal time of interaction with, with your Savior to say, this is what I'm bringing this morning in need of hope. Father, we all are hopeless in certain situations in our mind. We look at 
situations and sin, we look at relationships, we look at hardships, and we don't see a way around, a way out, a way through, and our mind and our hearts grow hopeless. God, would you remind us of the fact today that we are not a hopeless people, that you have given us your sovereign grace, your unconditional love, your mercies that are new every day to pour hope into our life. God, you've given us hope over sin. The fact that your forgiveness is greater than any sin in our life. And even as we may struggle to, to overcome some of these actions, the, the forgiveness pushes the shame and guilt away and gives us the freedom to grow as people. God, you've showed us how to love our enemies as ourself. You've showed us how to pray for those who persecute us. And then through that, you bring peace into our hearts that there is hope through this relationship. Maybe there's not gonna be complete healing in a relationship, but there is hope for peace as we follow your example and allow your truth to play in our life. And God, we may face circumstances that seem overwhelming, directions we don't know where to go, but we have hope that you're leading us on a path that's growing us and putting us into places where we get to demonstrate your love and grace and peace to other people. God, maybe us or someone we know is facing the darkest days of their life, sickness and illness have come in and there's really only a step of death that's ahead. God, what a hopeless thought that is without you. But with you, there is even hope in death. There's freedom in it. That death is not the end for those of us who place our faith in you, but it is simply the beginning of being ultimately in your presence. And while there's still pain and loss, suffering and loss, God, there is hope beyond even death. So Father, allow us to live out of that hope today. Allow us to walk in it this season. Let it be a defining part of who we are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, now we come to the time of giving in our Advent season when we have a chance to spread hope literally today in the lives of others the way we've experienced hope. One of the ways that we're going to do that this year um, is to connect with a partner ministry called Young Lives. We already partner with the Young Life Ministry, which basically works to create gospel-centered clubs on middle school and high school campuses uh, around the city, specifically in our neighborhood. But this Young Lives aspect uh, targets one specific kind of teenager, and it's teen moms and their kids. So according, many of these teenagers are supporting their own children uh, on their own, away from maybe even family support or any other support or support from the father or anything else. And so uh, we have a need, and it's a need that we can step into. And there's a very specific and tangible way that you can do this. Instead of receiving money directly like to the church this year and then we buy something on their behalves, I'm going to ask you, we're going to post an Amazon wish list that has been put together specifically and it's coordinated by Young Life, the ministry, but it's specific gifts that these children have asked for, ways that you can pour Christmas into their life. And so there'll be a link on the screen where you can go to our website. Uh, it'll be new-citychurch.com slash younglives. And you can find the Amazon wish list link there, uh, a flyer about the uh, ministry that we're supporting. And you can give directly, click on it. It'll be shipped 
to them. And so I want to encourage you, find a way to give hope this year. Uh, and specifically, we as a church, I would love if part of the testimony of our church this year is that we became one of the key groups that met so many needs of these young lives that need uh, Christmas hope this year. Don't forget, you can also give to regular tithes and offerings by going to our website, new-citychurch.com slash give. Uh, that helps our ongoing ministry and allows us to stay connected and growing here in the neighborhood. We love you guys. Have one more time of uh, worship together, and then uh, we'll uh, see you either online for our discussion group or next week as we join online together. Have a great week.